Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I hope this episode finds you all so well. It's been a bit of a crazy, hectic week over here. Um, I launched the Coven Shop over at aisforagrimony.com slash coven dash shop, where I have a bunch of handcrafted items formulated, created, and charged by me, as well as some fun home goods, accessories, and apparel. And I managed to do that amidst a lot of work and life stuff (laughs) that's happening uh, simultaneously. So I am giving myself a little bit of a pat on the back and also desperately craving a vacation from literally all the things, Um, you know, but we can't call the universe and tell it to to hold, please. So onward we must. And onward we go with the latest installment of Fortune and Flora, the series. Uh, We're heading back into it with The Sun and St. John's Wort. And we're almost done. Can you believe it? With the major arcana, that is. Uh, After this, we just have Judgment and then The World, that beautiful completion. We'll be finishing up just as we reach the first birthday of this podcast, as well as the new year. And I have something in store in regards to a little bit of, uh, of a birthday celebration for A is for Agrimony, um, not to be announced quite yet, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to really enjoy it. Uh, and then we'll take a break at the end of this year. As you all know, I take quarterly breaks from the podcast as a way of keeping myself from burning out. So we'll have a break. And then in the new year, we'll be starting a new venture into Fortune and Flora when we embark upon the minor arcana. And I still need to figure out how we're going to tackle the remaining 56 cards of the tarot. But for now, let's take a trip to the sun, shall we? The sun card in tarot is highly positive, a radiant card, often symbolizing joy, success, and vitality. I know I could use some of that right now. We all could. The world could. Uh, It's an absolutely wonderful card of joy and vitality, as I said, success and achievement, clarity and enlightenment, vital force and energy, childlike innocence and playfulness. This card really embodies that innocence and joyhood of childhood, and it's just a wonderful, wonderful card to pull in a reading. Uh, It also has a lot of optimism and positivity to bring to a situation or to shed some light on the situation. Uh, Overall, the Sun card is a highly positive and uplifting card in the tarot deck. It suggests that things are going well, and it encourages you to embrace the present moment of joy, vitality, and a positive outlook on the future. It's wonderful. And again, how did our fool get here? Uh, As we know, in the fool's journey through the major arcana of the tarot, the transition from the moon card to the sun card... As always, it represents a significant shift in the fool's experiences and understanding. The moon card often depicts a scene of uncertainty, illusion, and confusion. It represents a time of facing one's fears, delving into the subconscious, and dealing with unknown or hidden aspects of oneself. The fool has encountered inner doubts, insecurities, and shadows that were previously hidden. And the card represents a period of introspection and navigating through the mysteries and uncertainties of life. It's a phase where things may not be clear and the fool is learning to trust their intuition while navigating through illusions and confusion. 
Now, as the Fool progresses from the Moon to the Sun card, there is a significant shift towards clarity, enlightenment, and positivity where there was once confusion and uncertainty. The Sun represents a newfound sense of clarity, truth, and understanding, and the journey through the Moon's illusions has brought about enlightenment and a deeper understanding of oneself and the world. This very much reminds me of, uh, and I think I actually referred to this in the moon episode, um, when we have spiritual enlightenments, we, we have these moments of spiritual awakening, they don't feel like stepping into the sun. They very often feel like we're going crazy or we're having a dark night of the soul and we're filled with uncertainty and Often they can be confusing and even a little bit scary, but they do bring about eventually that sun moment when the clarity does come, when we come out of the other side. And that's what's happening here. The moon's illusions have brought about enlightenment and a deeper understanding of oneself in the world. And the sun card symbolizes joy, vitality, success, and the embrace of a brighter perspective as a result of that lesson that came from before. And it signifies a time of immense positivity where the fool feels a renewed sense of optimism, energy, and childlike innocence. And the lessons learned during the moon phase have led to this clearer vision and a more positive outlook on life. Overall, the transition from the moon to the sun in the fool's journey represents a journey from uncertainty, confusion, and facing inner fears to a phase of clarity, enlightenment, and embracing joyous positivity wonderful. It's a pivotal moment in the fool's evolution, signifying growth, understanding, and a shift towards a brighter and more optimistic perspective. So let's see what connections we can draw and symbolism we can discern from based on the appearance of the card and the themes found within it in the RWS system. Of course, when we look at the card, we see the sun. Sometimes depicted as having a loving, paternal face peering down at the child below it. The sun seems to dominate the card's center, large, with that shining face radiating vibrant rays outward. The sun represents vitality, life force, as in the source of all life on earth, enlightenment, and success. Its presence signifies clarity, warmth, and illumination through truth. Often we see a naked child on a white horse in the foreground. This child symbolizes innocence, purity, and the uninhibited spirit of youth. The horse represents strength, nobility, also purity, and freedom. The child's openness represents a liberated and carefree state of being. You may also see sunflowers on your card surrounding the child and horse, typically four of them which are always facing the sun. The flowers symbolize the purity of thought, happiness, and spiritual growth, as well as the four kingdoms of nature, which are human, animal, vegetable, and mineral, or the four suits of the minor arcana, and of course, the four elements that those suits are associated with, earth, air, fire, and water. They also suggest the idea of always looking towards the positive aspects of life and staying connected to higher principles as they face the sun. You might often see a red banner being held by the child uh, and just flowing above its head. It's a positive message, often depicted with the word life on it, 
And this banner symbolizes success, celebration, and the joy of life itself. And in some cards in the background, you may see a low wall or garden representing boundaries or protection. The wall can also suggest a realm of the conscious mind that the child has transcended, moving beyond limitations or obstacles. And in some variations, you might see two dancing figures, possibly a child and an adult, depicted in the background. They symbolize harmony, unity, and the balance between the conscious and subconscious minds. The Sun card in the writer Waitsmith Tarot radiates positivity, joy, and the fulfillment of potential. It signifies a phase of success, happiness, and a renewed sense of vitality after overcoming challenges and gaining clarity from the moon's confusion and uncertainty in the preceding card. So the sun is the 19th card in the major arcana. In numerology, the number 19 is composed of the vibrations and energies of the numbers 1 and 9. When considering the number 19 specifically, it's often seen as a combination of these two digits, but it also holds its own unique significance. Let's go through them. Number one, this digit represents new beginnings, independence, leadership, and ambition. It carries the energy of initiative, drive, and individuality. It signifies the start of a journey, taking the first steps towards goals and aspirations. Nine represents completion, humanitarianism, spirituality, and universal love. It signifies wisdom, selflessness, and the end of a cycle. Number nine is associated with compassion, idealism, and the serving of others. When combined into the number 19, it combines the energies of one and nine. So we see number 19 often representing the completion of a phase or a cycle while simultaneously initiating a new beginning or a fresh start. It signifies the end of one chapter and the beginning of another, implying that one cycle has come to a close, offering experiences and lessons to carry forward into a new phase of life. It also represents wisdom and transformation. The completion of cycles suggesting experiences and lessons learned in the past are used to move forward with greater understanding and enlightenment, just as we see the fool doing so after stepping from the moon card into the sun. Leadership and compassion. Number 19 blends the leadership qualities of one and the humanitarian and compassionate attributes of nine, suggesting a leader who acts with integrity, compassion, and a broader understanding of the needs of others. And we also see spiritual growth and fulfillment. The number signifies that through a process of cycles ending and new ones beginning, there's encouragement to embrace change, seek spiritual truths, and use gained wisdom to guide oneself as well as to guide others. In various contexts, the number 19 can represent both the end and the beginning, bridging the gap between completion and initiation, embodying leadership and compassion and emphasizing the importance of using wisdom gained from experience to lead a fulfilling life. So the sun card is associated with the element of fire and the planetary ruler of the sun. Fire is commonly associated with the qualities of energy, assertiveness, passion, creativity, as well as destruction, anger, growth, sexuality, and motivation. People ruled by fire signs are energetic. They believe in the power of charisma and desire, and they have creative potential. They're initiative and, and passionately emphatic. They love sensation, drama, and sentiment. 
When it comes to these fire signs, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius, they're known for their passion, creativity, spontaneity, inspiration, and competitive spirit. The sun indicates the ego, courage, power, confidence, authority, and government. A strong sun provides an individual with qualities like good intellect, prosperity, wealth, good fortune, wisdom, high aspiration, and a knowledge of medicine, possibly. Symbolically, the sun is known as the provider of life and energy. In astrology, this heavenly body represents the conscious mind and the ego, and it is a symbol of our life force and our will to exist. It serves as a center of our solar system while the planets move around it, signaling its central role in our myths and archetypes. And as such, the sun has come to represent our basic identity in astrology. So how does all this symbolism and these correspondences play into the meaning of the sun card? How can the sun be interpreted when it comes up in a reading? So when the sun appears in a reading, it heralds an incredibly positive and uplifting message. It represents a culmination of joy, success, vitality, and enlightenment. So let's start with joy and positivity. The sun card is a symbol of pure happiness, radiating positivity and warmth. It signifies a time of immense joy and contentment in all aspects of life. It suggests that the querent is experiencing or will soon experience a period filled with happiness, laughter, and inner fulfillment. This is the card you want to see in a reading, seriously. <laughs> also, clarity and enlightenment. The card represents a newfound sense of a clear perspective. It suggests that any confusion or uncertainty from the past has been dispelled, bringing forth a clear understanding of situations or a revelation of truth. You can look at it as shining a light on the shadowy secrets that may be lingering about. It's all going to be revealed with the sun. The querent may have gained profound insights or found solutions to previous dilemmas. Success and achievements. The sun can indicate an accomplishment in various areas of your life. It's a sign that the querent is on the right path, experiencing recognition for their efforts and reaching a stage of fulfillment and completion. It could also have to do with vitality and your energy or life force. The sun card signifies boundless energy, vitality, and good health. It represents a phase of robust physical and mental well-being where the querent feels energized, enthusiastic, and ready to embrace life's opportunities. It can represent a childlike innocence or a freedom. It embodies the innocence and freedom of childhood and suggests a carefree and playful attitude, encouraging the querent to approach situations with openness, curiosity, and a sense of wonder. It can be pointing to optimism and positivity, of course. The querent may find themselves surrounded by supportive and uplifting energies, attracting favorable circumstances and good luck. Uh, and it also points to wholeness and integration. As the sun card symbolizes an integration within the self, it suggests that the querent is in alignment with their true nature experiencing inner harmony and a sense of completeness. That's the one that really stands out to me when I go back to my example of that spiritual awakening after 
a moon experience where you're filled with confusion and you feel like you're going nuts or possibly having a dark night of the soul and then suddenly things become clear like the sun is literally shining down on you and you have this sense of being even more aligned with your true self than you were before this experience. Overall, the Sun card appears in a tarot reading to bring a message of pure joy, success, vitality, enlightenment, and that the truth is either here or it's going to be revealed. It encourages the querent to embrace the present moment with a positive outlook, enjoy the blessings in their life, and move forward with confidence and enthusiasm and clarity. So let's talk about an herb that is very closely tied to the sun itself. St. John's wort, or Hypericum perforatum, is a flowering plant in the family Hypericaceae. I don't know if I said that right. Hypericaceae. It is a perennial plant that grows up about one meter tall with tons of little yellow flowers that have clearly visible black glands around their edges, long stamens, and three pistils. It is native to temperate regions across Eurasia and North Africa and has been introduced to East Asia, Australia, New Zealand, and parts of North and South America. St. John's wort has been used in traditional medicine since at least the first century AD, and it is very closely tied to the sun due to some of its historical, symbolic, and herbal properties. Some of the contributing factors here are its blooming time and appearance. St. John's wort typically blooms around the time of the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year in the northern hemisphere and is associated with the sun's peak energy. The plant's vibrant yellow flowers resemble the sun, and its blossoming during the solar event reinforces its connection to the sun's vitality and energy. Also, you have its sun-like appearance. The bright yellow flowers of St. John's wort have a radiant and sunny appearance about them. The color yellow is often associated with the sun, representing warmth, light, energy, and vitality. And this resemblance to the sun's color contributes to its solar symbolism. And it also has solar symbolism in folklore. Throughout history, cultures around the world have revered the sun as a symbol of power, life, and protection. St. John's wort, due to its blooming around that time of summer solstice, was believed to harness the sun's energy and was used in rituals and traditions celebrating the sun's strength and protective qualities. Its magical and healing properties contribute to this. St. John's wort has been attributed to having healing properties particularly related to the sun. It was traditionally used to treat wounds and soothe skin ailments caused by the sun, like sunburns, and believed to have restorative powers linked to the sun's energy and warmth. And then finally, we have its association with St. John's Day. The name St. John's Wort is derived from its connection to St. John the Baptist, whose feast day is celebrated on June 24th, close to the summer solstice. The timing of the plant's flowering and St. John's Day further solidifies its association with the sun and its symbolic significance during this solar event. And I would, you know, the geek inside me is going to be really upset if I don't pause for a moment to compare St. John to the Holly King and Jesus Christ to the Oak King. 
As we know, the Holly King and the Oak King are in this endless battle. And when one takes over, we have the dark half of the year and the other takes over, we have the light half of the year. And then we also know that the winter solstice and the summer solstice, especially the winter solstice, was was kind of adapted into what we now have as Christmas, the birth of the Lord, as we used to have the winter solstice as the rebirth of the sun, you know, the soul invictus, the unconquered sun. So now we have this St. John the Baptist who is attributed to having a birth near the summer solstice directly on the other side of the year from Jesus Christ. And in a lot of Christian mythology, we have comparisons of the two. Uh, so it, it, they are very linked to this, these mythological divine births happening at the solstices on either side of the year, having to do with the power of the sun and directly almost representing the holly king and the oak king as well. Uh, and it's very interesting when you compare ancient pagan religion and mythology to more modern um, mythology and other religious mythologies. I don't know if I'm going to take any, all of that out because it was just like very sloppily done. I wish I'd typed up some notes for it, but it's just, it just constantly interests me. Anyway, <laughs> Because of these factors, its timing of blooming, vibrant appearance, historical folklore, and the medicinal uses linked to the sun's healing and protective energies, St. John's wort has become closely associated with the sun in various cultural, herbal, and magical contexts. And this connection has led to its symbolic significance in rituals, belief systems, and practices centered around solar energy, vitality, and protection. So St. John's wort is ruled by the element of air and also ruled, of course, by the sun. So we've discussed the sun, but let's talk about air. The air element in astrology is the universal symbol for intellect, communication, and knowledge. Air signs are intellectual and communicative. They're experts at the ephemeral, the things of this world that lack physical form. And this especially is true of language and information. The air element is our breath, the most necessary and invisible function of our human body. And all air signs are ruled by communication, clarity, and are very intellectual beings. St. John's wort, as an herbal remedy, has been used for various medicinal purposes throughout history and is still utilized today for its potential health benefits. Uh, St. John's wort has a long history of use dating back to ancient Greece, where it was utilized to treat a range of ailments, including wounds, inflammations, and nervous disorders. And it is also associated with various rituals and beliefs due to its vibrant yellow flowers and healing properties. During the Middle Ages, St. John's wort gained popularity for its purported ability to ward off evil spirits, and it was often used in religious ceremonies. Herbalists of that time also prescribed it for melancholy, nervous disorders, and of course for healing wounds. In traditional European folk medicine, St. John's wort was used for treating anxiety, depression, insomnia, and nerve-related conditions, and is also used externally to aid in wound healing and reduce inflammation. Today, St. John's wort is used for various health purposes, such as as an antidepressant, again, St. John's wort gained attention in modern times for its potential as a natural remedy for mild to moderate depression. And some studies suggest that certain compounds in St. John's wort, like hypericin or hyperforin, may act similarly as antidepressants by affecting neurotransmitters in the brain. 
makes me think of seasonal affective disorder when we feel sad and depressed in the winter because we're not getting enough sunlight. And St. John's wort shows up, this little ball of sunshine. Gotta love that. It's also used to alleviate symptoms associated with anxiety and mood disorders, and some individuals use it as a natural alternative to prescription medications. St. John's wort is occasionally used to relieve nerve pain or neuropathy and other nerve-related conditions due to its potential analgestic properties. And it's also used in wound healing to this day. When applied topically, St. John's wort oil or ointment is used for minor wounds, burns, and skin inflammation due to its anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties. It's important to note, of course, that while many people use St. John's wort for its potential medicinal benefits, its effectiveness can vary from person to person. Also, it can interact with certain medications, reducing their effectiveness, so it's crucial to consult with a healthcare professional before using it, especially if taking prescription medications or if pregnant or nursing. Always seek the guidance of a qualified healthcare provider before using St. John's wort or any other herbal remedy for medicinal purposes to ensure it's safe and appropriate for your individual health needs. Now on the more magical side, St. John's wort is steeped in folklore and has been associated with various beliefs, rituals, and traditions across different cultures for centuries. In many cultures, St. John's wort was believed to possess protective qualities against evil spirits, witches, and malevolent entities. It was often hung over doorways and windows or placed in homes to ward off negativity and provide protection. Uh, again, with the summer solstice and St. John's Day. St. John's wort is associated with the feast day of St. John the Baptist, which is celebrated on June 24th near the summer solstice. And for this reason, uh, and in some cultures, it was believed to have magical properties during this time. People would gather St. John's wort flowers on St. John's Day, believing they had increased potency and protective qualities on this special day. And beyond its medicinal uses, the plant was regarded as possessing magical properties that could promote healing and bring good luck. It was often used in potions, charms, and talismans to ensure health, luck, and protection. St. John's wort was used in love divination rituals in some cultures. For instance, in parts of Eastern Europe, young women would place the flowers under their pillows to dream of their future husbands or to predict romantic prospects. And of course, we have fire and sun symbolism. The bright yellow flowers of St. John's wort were seen as symbolic of the sun's energy or the sun itself and were associated with vitality, light, and protection. And the plant's use during the summer solstice was tied to its association with the sun's power and strength. These folkloric beliefs and traditions surrounding St. John's wort reflect the reverence and significance attributed to this herb throughout history. Its association with protection, healing, and positive energy has made it a subject of various rituals, customs, and beliefs across different cultures and time periods. But how about witchcraft? Well, in modern witchcraft and contemporary pagan practices, St. John's wort holds a place of significance due to its folklore, magical associations, and purported properties. The sunny plant has the ability to bestow protection. I've covered a couple times in, in folklore. Well, some practitioners use it in amulets, sachets, and charms to ward off negative energy, malevolent spirits, or hexes. It can be carried, worn as jewelry, or placed around the home for protective purposes. Also said to have the power of purification. 
It's believed that burning dried St. John's wort as incense or smoke cleansing with the herb can purify a space, removing negative influences or energies. Some practitioners incorporate it into cleansing rituals before spell work or to clear a sacred area. It's said to be able to enhance psychic abilities. St. John's wort is thought to have properties that aid in enhancing intuition and helping with divination. Some practitioners may brew it as a tea or drink it before divination practices or meditation to heighten their intuitive senses. And it is still today used in love magic and divination. In certain traditions, it might be used in rituals or spells aimed at attracting love or gaining insights into romantic prospects, such as placing the herb under the pillow, as I said before, for dreams related to love interests. And due to its connection with the summer solstice, again, modern practitioners may incorporate St. John's War into rituals or celebrations during this time, and it may be used to honor the sun's energy or for ritual baths before ritual during the summer solstice or as an offering on altars. And some practitioners align St. John's wort with specific correspondences in their magical practices. For example, it might be associated with the sun energy, the fire element, or used in rituals related to healing, courage, and vitality. And finally, on this list at least, as there are many ways to incorporate this magical herb into spell work and spiritual practice, we have anointing oils and potions. St. John's wort oil, extracted by infusing the herb in a carrier oil, is used in creating anointing oils or potions for healing rituals, promoting confidence, or as a component in spell work related to empowerment. It's important to note that while St. John's wort holds significance in various magical practices, its use should always be approached with respect and understanding of its potential effects, both magically and medicinally. Additionally, individual practitioners may have different methods of, or beliefs regarding the use of St. John's wort in their craft. Now, before I let you go, I got to move some stuff around because I piled a bunch of things on this book. Before I let you go, I want to share a luck attraction incense spell that can be found in Robin Valentine's Magical Tarot. Spreads, Spellwork, and Ritual for Creating Your Life. This book goes through the major arcana and offers magical workings and recipes to go along with each card. And I really love it and I highly recommend it. So here is your luck attraction. Incense is a simple yet effective way to draw the energies we are working with toward us. As a common offering in magic, its smoke also suffumigates your home while adding intention to the space. This simple incense powder is easy to make and easy to use, drawing in luck, success, prosperity, and happiness. You can do this any day of the week, um, but it's actually very beneficial to shoot for a Thursday ruled by Jupiter or a Sunday ruled by the sun, as this is going along with the sun card in this book. So your ingredients, nutmeg, bayberry, grains of paradise, buckeye nuts, bay leaves, a mortar and pestle, a charcoal tablet, a cauldron or fire safe container, and your sun tarot card. Instructions. Grind together the herbs with the mortar and pestle until the mixture becomes a powder. 
While you do, take the time to focus on your intentions. Homemade incense is always the most powerful because we can focus in on our exact intentions while making it. Light the charcoal tablet and place it in your cauldron. Set the sun card beside the cauldron where it is visible. Sprinkling the powdered incense onto the lit charcoal tablet, recite the following spell. Warm and radiant sun, I give you this token. Grant me luck as this spell is spoken. Please send me luck in a positive way. May the sun shine on me each and every day. And you can repeat this spell and incense burning as often as your intuition deems necessary. The smoke from the incense will draw in the energies discussed above. So use it as needed. Okay, that is all that I have for you today. So please... Be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. If you'd like some more content, please go to aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle. Or you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash A is for Agrimony, where I share early release unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening, be well, and have an amazing weekend. <laughs>